Hello there, boxing fans. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today, courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com, for which we are eternally grateful for all the hard work that they do on our behalf, which we then we dutifully report to you. Uh, as a follow-up uh, to the Donnie Nietes uh, fight coming up against Kazuto Aoka uh, this week, uh, we have a report from uh, Richard Schaefer, who's the president uh, of Bo Bellum, the fellow who left uh, Golden Boy to form this company. And uh, we've got some quotes from him regarding apparently his Filipino fighter. So let's uh, let's go and see what Richard Schaefer has to say about Donnie Nietes. He says the special Donnie Nietes will chase major unification fights after regaining his world title. Nietes is in Tokyo, Japan, to challenge WBO junior bantamweight champ Kazuto Aoka on Wednesday night, as I said yesterday, at the Oda City Gymnasium. The Filipino hero, 40 years old, defeated Aoka in 2018 to win that belt, but would soon vacate the title, and nearly four years on, he heads into enemy territory to take it back. And Pro Balance President Richard Schaefer says once Nietes has reclaimed the WBO crown, he will target unification showdowns with the other world champions, including Jesse Bam Rodriguez and Juan Francisco Estrada. Said Schaefer, boxing is like an addiction. It's very difficult for fighters to let go. And when you do become a world champion, again at the age 40, who is going to stop you? Who is going to tell you you cannot go and try and pursue a unification fight? For a long time, the lower weight classes were the neglected, but now that has changed. And today... They are extremely popular with fight fans and networks. It's the right time to be in those weight classes. And would I not be surprised if Donnie, once he's world champ again, says, hey, I, made as well, I might as well add a few more titles. There you go. That's the kind of news that we're reporting on today. Now, speaking of Pro Ballum, though, we do have uh, some good news uh, to report in the female side of things. Pro Bellum is delighted to confirm the promotional signing of Brie Howling, a future star of women's boxing. The unbeaten 24-year-old joins the company's growing stable of top-class female fighters, which includes world champions Estelle Mosley, Hannah Gabriels, and Dina Thorsland. Howling, who hails from Calgary, Canada, is 3-0 since turning professional in 2019, having moved to the sport from Mutai, where she was a national champion. Coached by Declan Walsh, a nutritionist to uh, Regis Progray and Errol Spence Jr., among many others, at a neat level, Howling has a fearless attitude and has no hesitation accepting fights with Sky Nicholson and Ramla Ali earlier this year, only for those contests to fall through without explanation. Female boxing has never been as hot as it is right now, said the bantamweight, super bantamweight Howling, who has plans to fight in the UK this year. It's an unsaturated market and it's on the rise. I know I'm gonna be seen and I know I'm gonna be able to make waves with the talent that I have, especially in the UK. The pool of females in the Bantam and Super Bantamweight divisions is super plentiful. So there are many fights to be made at my weight class, so I'm happy to be there. This is perfect timing. Timing is everything. 
Speaking of UK boxing, we have some results, courtesy of our friends over at BCB Promotions. Mentioned last week, Mikey Lee Broughton, and he was going up against Fonz Alexander. Uh, busy, black country boxing outfit, BCB Promotions, served up a four-fight Sunday afternoon card in Birmingham. The action took place at the H Suite and was headlined by Birmingham middleweight Mikey Lee Broughton. Broughton took on the, on took on Teak Tough Newark Road Warrior. What a mouthful. Sorry, guys. Fawns Alexander over four rounds. He started like a train and caught Alexander with a four-way of spiteful body shots. Broughton started the second in similar fashion, but Alexander, showing the ring craft a 140-fight veteran, slowed him down as he landed a few uh, hurtful shots of his own. The second half of the fight ebbed and flowed in a similar fashion as both men took one and to land one at times. Uh, it was Broughton. With the better work, though, as he picked up a 40-36 win. Elsewhere on the card, Andrew Robinson dedicated his four-round victory over uh, Konstantin Alexandrov to his late father. Robinson's dad, Owen, passed away recently, and Robinson, clearly emotional, somehow managed to put the pain to one side and get back to winning ways. The Birmingham middleweight was back in action for the first time since defeat in his Polish trilogy with Damian Jonak. Danimal found the Bulgarian an easy enough target and cruised to a 40-36 win. Hereford's Liam Edmonds can count himself slightly fortunate to bump past Paul Holt in what was a baptism's fire on his pro debut. The pair put on a Friday afternoon as they traded leather for the entire 12 minutes as Holt forced the pace. Cut in the second after an accidental head clash, the Birmingham Super Featherweight rolled back the years and caught Edmonds with a number of heavy shots. Edmonds had his moments and more power to him against a tough first outing opponent. However, he will lick his wounds and feel he may have got away with one following his 39-38 win. Finally completing the action was Northampton's Dempsey Madden. The mauler defeated the evergreen Paul Cummings 40-36, and he's now moved to a 3-0 record. We're good for our friends over at uh, BCB. Got a card coming up uh, on July 22nd, I see, courtesy of Thompson. Georgia Costa is going toe-toe against Isaac Avalar at the Doubletree Hotel down in Ontario, California on the 22nd of July. Eager to get back in the ring, George L.U.U. Acosta, who's 12-1 with one knockout, out of California will face Isaiah Conalito Avalar, who's 16-4 with 10 knockouts, out of Mexico. Acosta versus Avalar, and this is going to be an eight-rounder main main event, and the super featherweight division will headline Thompson Boxing's New Blood series. As I said, the event will take place at the Doubletree Hotel in Ontario, California. Doors opening at 6:30 Pacific time. First fight 8 p.m. Acosta, who was first set to fight on the past Thompson Boxing card last June, saw unforeseen circumstances as his fight cancelled at the last minute. That turned into a blessing in disguise as Acosta will now headline this event and doing so at a new 130-pound weight class where he feels more comfortable at. I was heartbroken to not fight last month, but I told myself everything happens for a reason. I got to be part of the broadcast team on that fight card, and now I'm the main event, said Acosta. I want to thank Thompson Boxing for believing in me. I'm expecting a grueling, tough test, and I'm ready to show everyone that I can be a world champion in this weight class with a few more good performances, I believe I'll be in the mix against anyone. I'm sure he will. 
Promising prospect David Ribeiro added to the next chapter on August 6. David Ribeiro versus Dwayne Wisdom. Going to be at the Bridgewater Veterans Club in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, 6th of August. One of New England's brightest prospects, Brockton, Massachusetts, welterweight, David the Blessed One Ribeiro, 1 0, with one knockout, has been added to the next chapter card presented by Granite Chin Promotions on Saturday night, August 6th, at the Bridgewater Veterans Club, as I said, in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. The 25 year old Ribeiro faces 71 fight veteran Dwayne Wisdom in a four-round match. Ribeiro was impressive in his pro debut this past June 25th, but he stopped Raheem Johnson in the second round. Wisdom fought on the same card in Framingham, Massachusetts. I only saw one round of his fight because I had to get ready for mine, Ribeiro said. He has a lot of experience and will be coming off a long losing streak. I'm ready to get my job to perform and win. I can't look past him. Oh, gosh, I'm sure. Um... For, for more information on that particular card, you have to go to boxing247.com. They've got a very extensive uh, article on that particular uh, fight night. Let's move along to Tiafimo Lopez, who's going up against Pedro Campa. Lopez returns to Las Vegas on August 13th. It's going to be a big fight night down in Sin City. Tiafimo Lopez uh, is going to be at the Resorts World in Las Vegas, 13th of August. Uh, uh, he'll be in his junior welterweight uh, main event uh, division against Pedro Campa, as I said, August 13th. Uh, the Lopez Campa and Xander Zayas Leas Espadas junior middleweight co feature will be broadcast live on ESPN. Yada yada. They'll also feature U.S. Olympians Troy Isley and Duke Reagan, who are scheduled to appear on the ESPN Plus streamed undercard. Teofimo Lopez took over the lightweight division, now campaigning junior welterweight. It's time for Operation Take Back. Lopez, the former lightweight champion, will face Mexican veteran Pedro Rocco Campa in the 10-round main event at the Resorts World uh, Las Vegas. In an eight-round junior middleweight co-feature, rising Puerto Rican star Xander Zayas steps up in class against Elias Latin kid Espadas. Lopez Campa and Zayas Espadas will rock. Well, said a lot. Uh, it's promoted by Top Rank, yada yada. Let's have a quick quote here from uh, Bob Arum. Tiafoma Lopez has a clean bill of health and is ready to make noise at 140 pounds. It all starts with a difficult test in Pedro Campa. Zandezeas is special young talent. I expect him to put on another sensational performance. Top rank looks forward to another fantastic night of boxing at Resorts World Las Vegas. Lopez, by the way, is 16-1 and with 12 knockouts. FYI. Eric Morales is confirmed for sixth annual Box Fan Expo appearance. And that'll take place on September 17th. Four division world champion and Hall of Famer Eric Morales has confirmed that he will appear at the sixth annual Box Fan Expo on Saturday night, uh, September 17th, at the Las Vegas Convention Center. The expo will also coincide with the mega trilogy fight between Canelo Alvarez and Triple G that will take place later that evening at the T-Mobile Arena. Morales will hold a meet and greet with his fans at his booth during the fan event held at the Mexican Independence Day weekend. Good for them. Let's have a quick read here and see if there's anything else we can report on. The Box Fan Expo is the annual fan event that coincides with some of sports legendary classic fights in Las Vegas, including in the past Mayweather versus Medina, 
Mayweather versus Berto, Canelo versus Chavez Jr., Canelo versus Triple G number two, Canelo versus Jacobs, and uh, centered in boxing's longtime home, Las Vegas. This year's expo is a must-do for fight fans coming in for this legendary weekend with dozens of professional fighters, promoters, and companies involved in the boxing industry. The expo is the largest and only boxing fan expo held in the United States. Good info to have if, uh, if in fact, you're in the hood. Alrighty, let's have a quick look here and see what... Uh, oh, yes, our last story of the day focuses on a heavyweight uh, title challenger back in the day, young man by the name of Dante Craig. A decorated amateur, Dante Craig from Cincinnati, Ohio, turned pro on January 27, 2001, after representing the USA at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. While he had not medaled in Australia, he was sought after commodity and signed with promotional powerhouse main events. Along with Olympic teammates Jermaine Taylor, Clarence Vincent, Ricardo Williams, Michael Bennett, and Jose Navarro, he entered the paid ranks on a massive stage in Madison Square Garden in New York, televised by HBO. Craig at the time was trained by respected Tommy Brooks, Stop, Darren Fallon in the first round, and the sky appeared to be the limit. But after another first round win a month later, he unexpectedly lost to fellow prospect Sherwin Davis on the following April. Craig, appearing on his way to victory, got careless and was stopped in the third round by Davis. But it looked like he learned his lesson as he won his next six convincingly. But in February of 2003, he suffered his second defeat to Venezuelan Marcos Primera. And from that point on, things started to unravel. He lost two of his next three after that and then went 9-5-1 before getting a short-notice opportunity to fight Anthony Durrell, who was 21-0 at the time, for the vacant UBO Intercontinental Super Middleweight title on July 2nd, 2011. That was to be held in Flint, Michigan. Before that, he had scored good victories over James Morrow, Shea Mobley, Purcell Miller, and former WBA world champ Carl Daniels. He'd also lost the likes of Terrence Cothian, Michael Walker, and Aaron Pryor Jr. And Durrell was a heavy favorite to also defeat him. And so he did. Craig tried his best, but in the fifth round, he had to capitulate after going down from a heavy body shot. After that, Craig won a few, but mostly lost. He got another title fight at heavyweight in 2013, but also lost that. And in 2016, he was reduced to journeyman status when he boxed for the last time and was beaten in one round by Jeremiah Carpensi. His final record, correct that is, uh, was 20-22-1 with 15 knockouts, winning only three of his last 23 outings. And that, my friends, is a story of a, yeah, a young fighter who had all, all hopes, dreams, aspirations of becoming a champ but look how tough it really is to get there. So hats off to those guys who are the champs in the heavyweight division and those coming up in the heavyweight division aspiring to be champs. Uh, it might not go your way. Anyway, thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe. I'll see you later on at 4 p.m. Eastern time with the boys, uh, uh, Mike War and Cedric Ben on Knuckle Up. And uh, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you tomorrow once again at 11 a.m. for the news. See you then.